Hey, thanks for joining us for the Life Church podcast. We hope you are encouraged, challenged, and most of all, we hope it brings you closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. The weather outside is frightful, but the Lord is good, right? Hey, if you have your Bibles, uh, if you don't, uh, we've got something in the back for you. Turn your phones, you know, your iPads, your beepers, whatever you got. Uh, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2 today. Uh, thank you for filling in for me last week. I wasn't feeling great last week uh, right before church started, so the Lord is good. We have a good team of people who can come in, you know, and throw an audible, and they got it, and they run with it. It's a great job. Um, anyway, thank you all for that. Luke chapter 2. Um, I want to talk about kind of our theme for the month is, is really about peace on earth. we got shirts. Uh, it's on the wall. Uh, it's something that we desperately, desperately need in our life, especially right now. Uh, this year has been uh, full of surprises. I'm not even sure that it's, it's over with as far as surprises go with, with what's happening around the country. But, hey, you know what? really doesn't matter at the end of the day. God's throne. Is never in trouble. The kingdom's never in trouble. It's never shaken. Regardless of what goes on in the White House or across the country or even in our neighborhoods, God is still good and he's still on the throne. And so uh, I want to talk about peace for a few weeks as we get ready for Christmas. Uh, I do want to know with a show of hands who has bought me something for Christmas. Um, okay, we're going to work on this for next week, all right? So uh, I'll send my list out to you and uh, you can, you know. Drop it off the church in the week. It's, it's all good. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, some of y'all. I love, love Christmas time. I don't know what it is. We get in this mindset we should be in all year long, but this mindset of giving, being generous, being joyful, and Christopher's sake, being jolly, you know. Um, but we have this, for, for the most part, a lot of us get into this mindset when it comes around November. Uh, until after the new year where we're just in a good mood. Some people, when this time rolls around, it's the complete opposite. They're not in a good mood because there's a lot of things that are running through their mind that are very um, painful. Uh, a lot of people who are missing people this year. A lot of people who are experiencing a, a job loss and loss of income. They can't afford Christmas for their, their kids to, to have presents under the tree. So you have... Both worlds happening right now, and they collide. And, and regardless of what place you find yourself in this holiday season, I think what's important is that we remember that all of this, all of our joy, all of our happiness, all of our peace, all of our comfort, it all comes from God. And if our, if our eyes get off of that in either way, we can become uh, bitter or we can become prideful. Um, and we shouldn't be any of those things. We should just keep our eyes on Jesus so that we uh, can maintain that life of walking in a spirit and being effective for the kingdom. Luke chapter 2, we're going to look at the birth of Jesus, a real quick snapshot of this. Uh, starting in verse 1, Luke 2, it says, At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Canarius was governor of Syria. Verse 3 says, All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of, Dave, of King David... He had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. It says he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. Verse 5 says he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Verse 6 says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. 
And wrapping up at verse 7, it says, She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Let's stop there. Very sweet story, right? All this prophecy was taking place, and they go to this ancestral town for the census. Joseph was from the line of King David, and they go to Bethlehem. All this was fulfilling prophecy. And uh, what I really want to point out and what I want to drive home this morning is that all of us are in process of something. God has called us all to do something, to be somewhere, to work somewhere at a particular time we're in right now, or to be retired at this time, or, or to be in this neighborhood at this time. Whatever it is, you have an assignment that you're in right now. Some of y'all are tired of the assignment. You want something new, but God's saying, hold on, I still have more for you to do. But whatever it is, you're in the process of something. What I want us to walk away with today is that there is an opportunity for you in the assignment that you're given right now, the place that you're heading right now, you can find peace. There is peace in the process. And sometimes we can miss out on that because we can get so caught up in trying to do things our way, trying to do things on our own, trying to get ahead of God that we can miss out on that peace. We started getting anxious in the process. He's not called us to live that life. He's called to live a life of of peace. So Mary and Joseph are heading to Bethlehem. And uh, he's got a pregnant wife who he's not married to. Okay, look. There was probably some anxiousness with Joseph, right? God had to send an angel to calm him down and say, hey, no, look, here's the plan. So they're going. They're getting ready to to give birth, and they go to this ancestral town. And I was telling the worship team this morning, I said, they're kind of like the Kardashians when they get to Bethlehem. Here's why. (laughs) King David was the man in Bethlehem. It was called the city of David. So they're as famous as you can get, all right? Kind of like I was after Jimmy Fallon for about 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Like I could walk and feel like people knew me for like 15 minutes, and that was it. But they came, so they're, they're famous. So we have this picture, we have these stories and movies that portray this journey to Bethlehem and how all of it went, you know, and no one had anything available. Well, here's the deal. They got there late, and, and listen, I don't want to blame anybody for why they were late, Okay? Uh, everything's full. Uh, the inns were actually upper rooms of homes that were for guests. All that was full. This is family here, okay? <laughs> now, there may be some family like, I don't want y'all around me. You know, we are full. But regardless, they're in a family home. They're, they're in a family city. They're, they're, they're well known. It's not like they're just coming in here like, oh, you're from the line of David. Well, sorry. No, it's like, wow, you know, these, these are people from the line of David, the King David, the guy, the man, the city of David. Everything was full, and why they were late, I don't know, but it probably was Mary's fault, you know, doing her makeup and all that kind of junk. Y'all know how women, look, look, y'all know how it goes. We're leaving in 30 minutes, and two hours later, we're out the house. You know, Joe's like, come on, the donkey is ready to go. Well, they get there, and everything is full. And they find a place where they kept animals, and they were able to have the, um, the, the baby Jesus there. And so you got to think about, for Joseph, even for Mary, what was running through their minds during this process. We know what God said to us. We've heard the promise of God. We're supposed to be here, but everything is full. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been times where I felt like God was saying, do something, and it seemed like there's a hiccup every time I turn around. 
there's always an obstacle to get over. Like, why is, why, you told me to come here, but why am I facing this? And why am I facing that? But they kept going. They found peace in the process because they had something that was extremely important. That was trusting God. And it sounds real easy to say, oh, trusting God. But in that moment, when people were probably whispering, Joseph was still probably fighting that internal battle of, man, how is this going to work? How am I going to be the dad for this, this baby? What are people going to think? How is this going to work? Joseph still found peace in that. Mary found peace in that to keep going, to keep finding a place. And I really believe that there was no stable for them to go into. They sit right there next to a tree if they had to. But the point I'm trying to make is that they found some peace in the middle of the process of getting to the promise of God, of seeing God's promise fulfilled. And I know it's real easy to say, but it's harder to live out sometimes where some of you are in a situation where you're walking through something like, I, God told me he was going to take care of me, but right now I cannot see how I'm paying my electric bill this month. You've got to find peace. A, a phrase we use in funerals, a peace that passes understanding to provide comfort, right? That same peace that comes from the Holy Spirit is the same peace you need in those moments. When you're traveling and you know God's called you to do something, you know he's brought you to this school to be a teacher for these kids or uh, to be at this convenience store, to be a cashier, to bless this community on this street corner. Whatever it is, wherever you find yourself, you can find peace because if you have trust in God that God is leading you, he is good, he is for you, he wants good for you, you're gonna find that peace. But Mary and Joseph... They, they had that. They found that. There's peace in the process. That peace that we find through trust in God, it leads to hope as well. Let's look at Romans chapter 12. And I want you to highlight this on your Bible app or in your Bible, underline it, whatever, because this is a really important verse. It's a real easy verse. And it's one that I want you to memorize, speak over yourself, speak over your kids, Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Let me put that up there real quick. It says, rejoice in our confident hope. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to blame it on my red hair. But patience is not a strong virtue in my life sometimes because I just don't like being patient sometimes, okay? We said rejoice in our confident hope. What's our hope? What's our hope? I want to get interactive this morning because I like hearing you talk and I like hearing your thoughts. Somebody yell out to me, what is our hope in? Yeah. For what? What are we hoping for? That's it. Spending eternity with, with God forever. That's what our hope is. Hope is an interesting thing because it's hard to have hope in something that, if I say, I hope I get a music stand for Christmas. But if I already see it, there's no hope to have in that because it's right there, right? But if I don't have it yet, they're not going to have hope that, hey, this is going to happen. Because somebody in my church family said they're going to buy me a new music stand for Christmas, and I'm hoping they're not lying to me. 
we have hope that one day when we leave here, we're going to spend forever with Jesus because we have a relationship with Jesus. We've accepted his free gift of salvation, and now we get to live forever with him. And, and we were having a conversation last night, a group of guys, and we were talking about what it's going to be like when that day comes. After the big feast and after the judgment day and all that kind of stuff, we're just in heaven with Jesus, with the Father. What is it going to be like? You know, some of the questions we were talking about or, or asking is like, you know, God's always creating. He's been creating ever since the world was formed. And he's always doing something new. And is he going to stop that once judgment's here? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's a creative guy. He's going to keep creating. But it was fun to talk about what it's going to be like when we're in heaven with God forever and, and all that kind of stuff. That's where our hope is at. And it says that be patient in trouble. Patience is a, a really good fruit of the Spirit. It can prevent a lot of bad things from happening in your life. It can prevent your mouth from getting you in a lot of bad situations. It can protect your heart, too, from being angry and bitter when you learn to be patient. Not just patient because you have the power, but patience in the Lord. Being able to to rely on God to give you that patience so that you can still be an effective ambassador for his kingdom. And keep on praying. Keep on praying. I went to a funeral yesterday for a friend of mine. He's been a prayer partner since 2000 and, I don't know, 2006 or 7. Sonny Shelton, if you know him, he was an incredible man of God. And uh, he was a guy that I would talk to at least once a week, maybe once every other week on the phone. We'd talk about a whole bunch of stuff and we'd pray and all that kind of stuff. And the testimony of people who spoke at his funeral was incredible because it showed a man who understood what it means to hope and have confident hope in Jesus Christ. One of the things that was said that was so profound is that his brother said this. He got up and said, you know, Sonny would come into church on Sundays excited because he was praying all night the night before, and he was believing that God was going to do something powerful that next day. I'm like, my goodness, what, what a testimony to, to know that you really believe, because the Word tells us this, that our prayers are powerful and effective. And so because we believe that, because we have power that we find in the Spirit of God, we can pray, and we know that our prayer is going to change things. Our prayer is going to be heard by the Father, by the Creator of the universe. And that alone can give us peace. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says, I pray that God... The source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. There it is. There's the formula. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The best part about this whole sermon today is it's all depending on God. We had a part to play where we put our trust in him, but after that point, everything we need comes from God. Our hope, our strength, our power, our joy, all of it comes from him. It says that God, who is a source of hope, will fill you with joy and peace because you trust in him. Because you trust in him. My question for you today is that if you're in a situation right now in life and you're you're coasting through and you're like, hey, I, I don't feel peace at all. I don't feel peace in this decision. I don't feel peace in, in, in what's ahead. My question would be is where is your trust at?
Is your trust in yourself and your abilities, your talents, your experience, what history has taught you? Where's your trust in God? Our emotions lie to us all the time. Even history can lie to us because just because of something that happened a year ago doesn't mean it's going to happen the same way today. And even though that God did something great a year ago doesn't mean he's going to do, the same, do it the same way again today. So we have to have trust that God has a plan, that he's working things out for good for those who love him. Right? We put our hope and trust in him. Just like Mary and Joseph heading to Bethlehem, not really knowing how all this is going to play out. They've got this message, this promise from God, and they have to have trust because without that trust, there is no hope, there is no peace, there is no joy. In your life right now, if you're missing those things, hope, peace, joy, I would say check your trust. Check that. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what? The Word. We learn to trust God by being in the Word of God. Because we can see the character of God. We see the ways of God. We can see how God's will operates. We can see how His Spirit moves among His people. And it just confirms the things that we see in our own life. I don't know where you're heading, what, what town you're heading to for the, for the assignment that God's given you the place you're heading where God's sending you, or if it's just tomorrow morning you're going back to work, the same place you've been for the last 25 years. I want you to to ask God to fill your heart with joy for that place, wherever it is, joy for those people, peace with the things you don't understand, the things you can't control, and continue to give you the wisdom and the, the perseverance to trust Him even when things don't look good in front of you. Because God's always good. His kingdom is never in trouble. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. I, I want you to, to do something this week for some homework. Even though all the rooms were filled, someone still was willing to open up a place that they had, the only thing they had, to Mary and Joseph. They welcomed them, and, and by doing that, they helped give Jesus at least some place to, to lay after he was born and came to earth. I want you to practice welcoming this week. Open your home. Maybe check temperatures before they walk in, but open your home. Maybe open up your wallet and bring somebody to lunch this week. Find a way to be welcoming to someone because you never know who is on a journey and they're struggling. They're saying, God, please give me a sign that you're for me. Please give me a sign that somebody hears me and sees me and notices me. And then all of a sudden they get this text or this phone call from one of you and says, hey, I'm cooking gumbo tonight. Why don't you come over? I'll share my number with you when we're done, okay? <laughs> I'm serious, though. You never know when someone's on a journey and they're just saying, God, I'm almost to the point of breaking. I'm trying to trust in you, but I just need, I need some help. Sometimes God will use you and I to be that help for people, that solution for the world that, 
that points people to Jesus, helps them find that faith and that trust so they can have that hope and joy and peace in their hearts. There's peace in the process, and that peace helps us find hope in Christ. So, I want you guys to stand with me this morning as I close out. And let's, let's close out differently this morning. I'm going to pray, and then find someone close to you, and I want you to pray over each other. When you're done praying, you're dismissed. Don't forget about signing up for 12 Days of Giving. Angel tree stuff's out in the lobby as well. You need to drop off. Uh, you can drop off there. But I'm going to pray over you, and then I want you guys, before you just rush out of here, find someone in your row, before, in front of you or behind you, whatever, and just pray over each other before you leave, all right? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the peace that comes from your throne. God, I thank you so much that you're called Emmanuel. God with us. Lord, I pray that as we go through our week and we prepare for parties and holiday festivities, God, that we will not lose sight of who you are and who you are in our lives. Lord, I thank you so much for Jesus. I'm glad that Mary and Joseph were listening and were obedient. I thank you for the story, God, that, that we can look back on and see that, Lord, you're, you're in the, the, the whole process. When you call us, God, you're in that process. You're leading us. You're guiding us. I pray we don't lose sight of that, Father God. I thank you for every person, every household in here, everyone watching online. God, bless them. Bless their homes. Bless their families. Lord God, and I, I thank you so much for your grace and your love. And I pray this today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Why don't you pray with each other for just a few moments before you leave.